you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you, folks. We certainly hope this finds you well and in the arms of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What a few days it's been, folks. As, uh, first, thank you. Thank you for tuning us in. Thank you for turning on your radios, however you pull us in. Thank you for that. Support your local radio stations, that, that they would be awesome enough to go ahead and let you know, let this ear. And uh, I want to come to you folks. And we still have our dear brother with us. We're going to go right back to him in a minute, telling his story. So essentially what happens, he wakes up at three in the morning, uh, finds out that there's a member of his family that made an accusation about him through some bad juju consulate. You know, someone said, oh, you're being hurt, whatever the case, I don't know. But uh, anyway, three in the morning, kids being taken away, 10 year old daughter over the, uh, over the back of a, of a cop uh, yelling daddy. I mean, we're talking about horrible horribles waiting for eight o'clock in the morning. Interrogation begins. You're in this particular case, they were guilty. I think in, in these people who, at least in these people who were lying about them and counseling them. Uh, I mean, here's a social worker or a case representative or whatever they happen to be called just lying. The caseworker caught lying uh, lawyer figures it out. I mean, there's people lying, there's people covering up, there's people offering all kinds of things. And, and, and God knew exactly things like this were going to happen. And uh, I, I just kind of got caught at this verse, First Peter, the other day. I was studying First Peter 4 the other day. And I love that verse that says, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as some strange thing happened unto you. This is a strange thing that happened to my dear brother and his family. Then the Bible says, but rejoice in so much as ye are partakers of Christ's <laughs> suffering. So this junk you're going through, the girl over the back crying, daddy, 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 you're, you're part of the sufferings. And says that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. Uh, you know, don't be surprised by trials is what I'm getting out of that verse and, and coming out of that trial, as our dear brother has said, is a closer walk with God is, uh, seeing the glory of God face to face, complete turnaround. So brother, here you are, you're talking family meetings. You're, you're talking the family dynamics rocked a little bit, but God's given you a great family. Things are working. I mean, take us here now take us to this yeah. landscape this is a completely different landscape all right you're all yeah. back in the same home so when does the court say we don't need to be part of this anymore i mean what happens next with all that so we we got them back um the end of october of 2015 and they were they were still in in the public school and i'm you know i'm not not against public school. We have a Christian school at our church that the Lord led for us to start, and that's what they'd grown up in. So um, I'm not condemning public school at all. I'm just saying, you know, that's where they had them. They were about it's about an hour away, and so we had to get them to school. Praise the Lord, they let us do that, and and uh, so we took them to school till the end of that semester, and then we we petitioned the court to see if we could uh, put them back in the Christian school because. The one daughter, I, I really felt like that would be a help to her to get her away from the influence that that she had put herself under. I mean, I 
I was when I was in school, I was a lost kid and I hung out with the most lost kids I could find. And she was sort of taking that same path. And and uh, so we went to court and the judge said, well, last I remember is we just gave them over to the control of the parents. So you'll do whatever you want to do. And we're just like, man, hallelujah. Praise oh, the Lord. Yeah. So so we did that. We talked to her and I said, I know it's going to be hard. I said, but you know, are you willing to do this? And you know, by this time she was softening. Um, and she just cried and said, yes, dad, I'll, I'll do it. I'll go back to school and, and whatever. So, I mean, you know, we didn't force it or whatever, but, um, anyway, so, so that started working and, you know, we, we just watched God kind of work in her life and then she'd struggle and she had, she had some other subsequent things that happened. She got involved in a, in a texting, sexting thing with, a. A guy, and then she came to me one night crying, saying, "Dad, I, I don't know how to get out of this." And she gave me her phone, and and we were, you know, we were monitoring that. We, were, <laughs> it's, yeah, kids are too smart. And uh, anyways, happened to be a sheriff's son, and we ended up getting that boy arrested, and and praise the Lord for that. But uh, uh, you know, it was just I'm just saying she was in a she was in a dark place, and but she was making steps to get back into the light, and you know, if I if I might. I'd like to read one verse sure. uh, from Hebrews 4. Verse 15 says, We have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. And then verse 16 says, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. When when we talk about Jesus understands, I mean, he really does. He was stabbed in the back by his friends. He was betrayed. He was lied about. He was beaten. I mean, all of the stuff and our situation specifically may not uh, it may not relate to some some of the listeners' situations, but the bigger truth is this that there is a God in heaven that loves you, and his goal is is perfect fellowship with every man, woman, and boy and girl, and so he wants every person to be saved. He's not willing that any should perish. He wants to help you in your situation, whatever it is. And our God is big because I know while we were going through that very situation, there were others going through other circumstances that we, I mean, we even took a trip to go help another family that was going through some situations. And then after all this, we took a trip to go help another family that was suffering some things at the hand of their state with their kids. And and God used it immediately, you know, that circumstance. But ultimately with family. You know, we had these family meetings, prayer meetings, Bible time, um, trusting God to heal. And, you know, by the time they came home, um, all of them had seen God working. But then when we got home, we were able to put the pieces together. And, you know, we had folks leave the church because we allowed our daughter to come back home when we should have sent her to juvenile detention or some something else but they wanted you know, her to be punished in a worldly yes. way <laughs> yeah yes yeah and and I, I just couldn't get out of my head that you know god called me to be a dad and and if my child would allow me to be a dad and to do that then i'm gonna i'm gonna do whatever it takes to put this family back together because i know that my savior on the cross died for my salvation, but he also died that I could have a good family, a healthy family. And, and it doesn't work that way all the time. And I understand that, but, but boy, I tell you what, 
our God is so good and he loves you so much. And he wants, he wants more than anything, your life, your family, your situation, your job situation, your marriage, whatever it is, he wants that to bring glory to him. And the only way that that happens is if he, if you take his hand and let him walk you through whatever trial you're going through. And like I said in yesterday, I mean, our, we have a great family. Uh, Doug, you were able to meet yeah. our two youngest and the our two oldest are married and have. I kids. actually <laughs> met them when I was out there. Oh yeah, 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 that's right. Yes. Yeah, great family, great son-in-law, uh, great yeah. future son-in-law. I mean, you know, you know, folks, I I think this is an important lesson here is that uh, you know, good things. Uh, good people, bad things happen to good people. Good things happen to bad people. It's, it's kind of hard. You know, we, from the outside want to look in and, and, and understanding a sin curse world is impossible unless you're a follower of Lucifer, then it's everyone for themselves. No one matters, your kids, nothing. And, and so, but I want to, you know, so brother, I mean, here's this caseworker, um, did this ever result in an apology, a phone call? We matched up any of that. So we, uh, we had a lot of people wanting us to sue the state for financial resources. Right. Right. And, and we had the thing lined up. We were ready to go. We had all the papers, you know, religious discrimination. It was so blatantly obvious. I mean, but praying about it, neither my wife nor myself had any peace at all about doing that. And, and so I'm just trying to, like, what does that mean? We just let it go? I mean, people are suffering, you know? They're, they're not yeah. just treating us bad. They're treating all Christians bad. And so so I talked to my attorney. I said, you know, is there something we can do where we sue the, the system so that they say, so they have to acknowledge that they were wrong? He said, well, there is. He said, it doesn't happen very often. I said, let's do that. And uh, <clears throat> so we got the attorneys together. We got us, and, and by now we have the, the girls home, and we get to go together as a family to this to this court system that's inside the system. So, um, And we go, and it's about, oh, we probably spend about five or six hours total uh, there, and then, you know, some papers and all this stuff that they had to review. And what it ended up is, you know, they had to apologize. They had to acknowledge that they should never have taken the kids, that the it doesn't meet the matrix that they had set up to remove a child from the home. And hey, brother, that hold, that, on, hold that thought. I hate when the clock gets right up there. <laughs> Folks, we'll be right back with you. We, we, thank, uh, we thank God for you. We thank God for the radio station. We're right back. return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. So, brother, here we are, six hours in court, a review paper, they come back to you, and you were saying they were forced to apologize. I mean, what happens at this point? So they were forced to acknowledge that they did wrong, and in that was an apology. There were several things involved in that. Um, the biggest was the acknowledgement that they were wrong. Plus, we were taken off of the, you know, if you get accused, if you get accused of, 
any type of uh, child abuse or anything like that, the mere accusation puts you on a list for seven years. And I think a lot of people don't realize that, but I didn't want to be on that list because, uh, you know, I'm a pastor, we have children's ministries and all that stuff. And, you know, I talked to the Christian Law Association and they they had some counsel. And anyways, so we went and did that and, and they took us off that list. Um, so they were forced to take us off the list, acknowledge that the case never should have gone that way. And that the caseworker, she didn't lose her license, but they removed her from the family court system entirely. Um, she's a social worker. And we, we saw her um, at a hospital. She was a social worker at a hospital. Probably about four or five months after we got the girls home, um, we saw her. And I, I went up and talked to her. And, you know, I swallowed my pride and my angst and my anger and, and uh, told her, you know, I know it was a hard case. And I, I apologized for the times where I was upset and whatever. I said, I appreciate you making sure my girls were safe and well. And I mean, she just stared at me with her mouth wide open and then turned around and walked off. I mean, it was, I think she expected me to berate her or something but i i didn't um mm. and and then one of our church members saw her um even after that and and uh, i think she was just just having a hard time you know and and so i pray for them you asked in the first episode if we yeah. you know we did we prayed for everyone in the system and it, it was hard at first but you know after a while it wasn't and then you know all the craziness that we had encountered all the all the insane accusations about how that we had kept our children uh, captive and, you know, they weren't allowed out. And, you know, we were able to show that our kids are more involved in the community than any, than the DA's kids, any, any of those kids. Cause you know, we have visitation, we have activities, they work the bus, they, I mean, you know, and it was just, it was hurtful during the time because it's like, where are they coming up with this stuff? But, yeah. When it was all said and done, you know, the judges saw through it, and I praise the Lord for that. And we've since become friends with that judge and another judge. Um, you know, my wife is in in a position where she meets some of these people, and and you know, it's just kind of neat to to see what God has done and what He continues to do. And, and we're always reminded. And I I love um, we have just a I want to read um, a, a verse if I can i need to find it um sure um okay so job and job one it goes through all the stuff that he lost right and i want to show you you asked if there was a verse that i hung on to there really wasn't it was the whole book of job but i want to read verse 20 of chapter one to you after he lost everything this is what job did then job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshiped yeah. He worshiped God in the midst of his trial. Now, I wasn't able to do that at the at the first. I, and then I refused to do it after probably I was able. And then God continued to work on me and continued to love on me and continued to show me that, you know, he's worthy of our worship. And And I got to the point where I could get on my knees and worship the Lord and just tell him, even if I never see my kids again, I will serve you. And boy, when it when it got to that point, and I I preach a message out of verse twenty, well, the whole first chapter, but but Job handled it a little bit different than we usually do, and I think that's where his victory came. Yeah, he went through some hard stuff in the next you know forty chapters, but it, uh, God God blessed him at the end. Oh, he did. <laughs> and, you know, Job just started praying for his friends, and 
Yes. And, yep. you know, God had to remind him who created everything, who made everything, yeah. who knows what's going on. And, you know, I, I, I was just struck a minute ago in John sixteen thirty three. these things I have spoken unto you, that in me you. you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, yes, sir. be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And so, I, I, you know, I, like our listeners, I'm sure many of us are trying to understand how the peace shows up, how you get rid of the anxiety, the angst there, the, you know, the, and this woman and go up and talk to her and the anger and this woman trying to uh, ruin yeah. your life and take your children Amen. unjustly. And, yeah. and I guess that's the peace. Is that the peace John is talking about here in 16? Is that what you feel like you experienced there? Yes. And, you know, the worst of the thing was the assistant district attorney. So I don't see it, it came out later. I guess she hated pastors and something, you know, I figure something must have happened when she was a kid, but, uh, but her and then working with that um, caseworker and all that stuff. When God brought that, I, I'm, I, I think of Horatio Spafford and riding in that ship across the ocean. And, you know, what we went through is nothing compared to what he went through. But he was able to say, when peace like a river. And yeah, brother. I, I tell you, that's exactly how it comes. When, whenever finally I was able to release all that to the Lord and stop with my angst and anger hanging on to it, when I released it to the Lord, I'm not kidding you. It was when peace like a river. And, mm. and he just, he, he just basically said, and, you know, it's it's interesting to talk about how God speaks to us because then we sound crazy. But you know, it, it's as if He said to me, "I've been here the whole time," and to, for me to acknowledge that my God loves me, been here the whole time, He's not abandoned me. You know, and, and I didn't do anything wrong to create this. This is a satanic attack against God's people, and we're seeing that more and more as the days grow closer to the trumpet. And, you know, I just want to encourage our Christian brothers and sisters, trust God. I mean, whatever tribulation we we face, trust God. And I promise you, He He will prove Himself. Yeah, many are the afflictions of the righteous. Yes. But the Lord delivered Him out of them all. So God... If you're righteous, if you're saved, it's not your righteousness. It's the righteousness right. of Jesus Amen. Christ. It's, there's there's nothing in me that speaks to righteousness. There's nothing in any of us that speaks to righteousness except the Holy Spirit of God, which indwells with us yeah. when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and then God ministers to us. So I guess, brother, now— I know we only got a couple minutes left, and this is kind of a question here, but it, I think it needs to be asked. So— so many others now are coming to you. I mean, how has God used this? You know, uh, I mean, we, we, we are all familiar with second Corinthians 12. Yes. Uh, amen. How has God second used Corinthians this? One. Yeah. Second Corinthians one. How's God <laughs> used this? His grace was sufficient. You got through it. Uh, he, he let you go through this so you can help others. How's he used it? So we've been able to do some, uh, some family meetings, you know, preaching and, and teaching on, on family, trusting God, all that stuff. And we've also been able to minister in the court system. We've also been able to minister to specific families. People will call me, like we flew to another state and spent a week with a family. We went to uh, another state and spent a week with a family. Um, and 
just trying to help them. Uh, their their situations aren't exactly the same as ours, but the system, the the principality, is the same. And and we were able to help them. I mean, God was, but so He's using this um, to bring help and hope to others. That hey, you can make it through this with God. I'm I'm not trying to bolster up people, but but our God is not going to abandon you in the depths of your trial. Uh, he's going to see you through it, and he'll bring someone alongside of you to shore you up and to be a friend, and that's what we try to do. Brother, you you need to, I know we have the manual in, in the Bible, but I, I would hope someday right. that you and your family can get to a point where you can write our fiery, fiery trial or something, or the dots, I don't know. Or, or piece We've talked past. about that. Yeah, I think it would Amen. help. Folks, I know these three days went by just like that, but come back tomorrow. We're going to be uh, uh, bringing some of my dear brother's children in here, letting them tell their side, how God's working in their lives. We surely do love you. Thank you, dear brother, for being with us. May God Amen. bless you, friends. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.